Oh my goodness, guys, I did not um, plan to, <laughs> to uh, not be on Witch Church for like, it's been like two weeks. It seems longer than that, to be honest, because I think there's been so many planetary shifts since we last talked, but I don't think, I, I don't think we've had a Witch Church since Jupiter moved into Taurus and Mars moved into Leo. Um, so I am back. Um, and, uh, I think for context, Jupiter moving into Taurus, for me, that's like my 11th house of groups and networks and friendships. And I swear I've been just like, so socially, uh, a little bit socially overwhelmed, uh, with Jupiter in my 11th house, a lot of like different social engagements and groups uh pulling at me and um and yeah i think it, it's just been a sort of uh an interesting shift uh so we'll talk a little bit about jupiter and taurus today um but hey good morning noel hey ellis hey ams hey sam um yeah so it's been, there's been there's been some there's been some hectic chaotic energy but it's been good um and something too i don't know if any other people here are cancer risings but if you didn't know i'm a cancer rising and it's weird to have jupiter transiting your 11th house because um because cancer risings are typically the type who have like four or five like really good friends and that's like who they socialize with if that right like it could even be like one or two just like they have their people and i've been like that basically my entire life and um now in the past couple months and especially since jupiter moved into taurus i have felt like i've had more social chords in my like it just it's interesting to me like to see this transit play out because like i don't know if you told me 10 years ago that i would have this many groups to potentially choose to hang out with and blah 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 i'd be like what that doesn't sound like me at all um but that's definitely been jupiter and taurus for me um i'm wondering y'all what have you uh what have you noticed with uh, Jupiter moving into Taurus? Um, the other thing, guys, that we kind of missed out on last week, but I think it's still worth um, kind of tuning into, is um, Jupiter moved into Taurus, right? Mars moved into Leo, and then Pluto is in Aquarius. That's three planets, Jupiter, Mars, Pluto, in fixed signs. So that's three planets basically squaring each other. Technically, it's Mars and Pluto opposing each other and held together with a square to Jupiter. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, so in, in astrological terms, we call that a T-square. So if you've been hearing some astrologers in their sort of weekly forecasts the last couple weeks talk about this Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, T-square. That's what they're talking about. 
Um, basically, we have three planets at the beginning uh, degrees of the fixed signs, okay? And let's just like peel apart this a little bit because I would be surprised if you haven't noticed <laughs> Mars, this this Jupiter Mars Pluto T square, the past uh, the past two weeks or so. Um, luckily, as we meet today on uh, May twenty eighth, uh, the the T square is separating. Um, although now it's gonna Mars is now working towards that square with Uranus, so there's still a little bit of uh, yeah chaotic energy in the fixed signs right now. Um, but just just plainly, Mars and Pluto at an opposition with one another. If we think about it, these are are two war planets. You know, Mars is the planet of separation, strife, conflict. Pluto is also the god of the underworld, right? So, like, can you imagine both of these planets yelling at across the room from each other in the fixed signs, right? And then on top of it, we have Jupiter, also in Taurus. And I talked about this a little bit with um, at my Jupiter workshop on Friday night, but... Um, if you think about it, Jupiter as a planet, what signs does Jupiter like to be in? Sagittarius and Pisces, right? And Sagittarius and Pisces are mutable signs. They're very, ooh, la-di-da-di-da, go with the flow. You know, I, I sort of, uh, I philosophize and I expand and, you know, there's not many constraints in Sagittarius and Pisces. And that's where Jupiter typically likes to be, right? And right now, Jupiter is in a very material um, Earth sign where Taurus is creating a very structured container. So it can kind of uh, it kind of evokes like a sort of wild stallion, which is Jupiter. Um, kind of being tamed right now, like someone's trying to put a saddle on Jupiter and sort of ride him in like a very uh, Taurian grounded earthly kind of way, right? Um, so, you know, in English, the spark notes is, you know, a, a sort of T-square between the two war planets and the planet of expansion. Uh, we have a lot of tension in the air, potentially. We have a lot of inner conflict, outer conflict. We have impatience. We have um, sort of uh, irritability, um, the feeling of just needing to get something resolved, get something out of the way. Um, maybe the feeling of being at like our maximum capacity of dealing with this or that, right? Um, some of us could just be feeling like, I want to push something, I want to rush something, I want to force my agenda <laughs> upon a certain situation uh it, it's a sort of like i'm right and i'm gonna push my agenda kind of t-square um <laughs> especially with mars and leo you know mars and leo isn't the most compromising um placement and i say that as a mars and leo native okay so not talking smack about mars and leo 
but let me just give you an example of this energy okay this was the day mars moved into leo so i think that was i want to say it was last saturday yeah it was it was last saturday so may 20th okay so i'm like getting ready to go out to dinner with my two taurus best friends that was the other thing guys this is why i was missing which church I have too many Taurus friends. I had too many Taurus birthday parties. It was just, <laughs> it was just a lot. The Taurus, Taurus season took me out socially. Um, I swear to you, I literally attended like six Taurus birthday celebrations. Um, so anyways, so my two Taurus best friends uh, were like going to go out to, for a belated dinner and go out somewhere. Um, and I literally walk out of my house and within 10 seconds of being outside, like I just had called my Uber. I'm like watching my Uber, like seeing when they're going to come around the corner. And I hear this like, um, ear shattering car crash that is happening before my eyes on my residential street. I see a car crash into not one but two parked cars on my street to the and the crash was so bad that one of the parked cars that was hit the sort of hood of the car was like smoking like it was unbelievable like and it was just such a strange occurrence because again i live in a very residential sort of neighborhood street right and on both sides of the street there's parked cars right parallel parked cars so the car that had done the hitting they were going 10 20 miles an hour like down a residential street and there was like i don't know there was like uh realistically there was no reason why this car should have hit this moving car should have hit these two parked cars. But for some reason, that did. Now, I never got the T because um, I my Uber had then come and then my roommate happened to be outside and I told her, I was like, see what happened. <laughs> but she didn't get any T. But it was funny because literally like 30 of my neighbors like ran out and like we were all like, just watching the the sort of accident and I don't know if it was like a health thing I don't know if the driver had a heart attack I know I saw more than one person get out of the car I don't know if it was someone was teaching someone how to parallel park and it went completely wrong I don't know but all I know is how interesting is that that I witnessed that on the day when Mars moved into Leo and Mars enters the T-square with um, two fixed signs. This kind of energy, it's not like a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift car crash that like spins over three intersections and, you know, <laughs> lands and speeds off, right? Like, this is a slow crash. <laughs> this is like a slow, painful crash um that is happening in like a fixed sign kind of way 
And if you notice, um, how does like a bowl, how do two bowls fight each other? They come ag up against each other and they like, they like put their, they smash their horns together, right? And they like, they like are smashing their horns together and there's like tension between them, right? Like they're not like punching each other. They're not biting each other. They're sort of trying to out push each other, which is such a, I don't know, such like a fixed sign kind of thing. Like the fighting and the tension right now isn't necessarily like Aries, Scorpionic, you know, tension where, you know, someone's like blowing up and lighting something on fire. Like this is like pushing tension, if if that makes sense to anybody. This is like a slow burn that's like a uh, sort of uh, accumulating to something else. And I think um, something that I, I'm thinking about with this fixed energy is um, checking in with our own agenda. And um, likely, if we're feeling a lot of tension, and if we're feeling like uh, we're potentially like entering conflict with a lot of people or um, we're trying to figure out how to navigate a conflict with someone. It could even be someone we like, you know, it could be a friend or a lover or our dog, right? Um, uh, we might wanna consider just uh, plain and simple, like what is my agenda in this uh, situation? and um reflect as well upon like how much we may be attached <laughs> to our own agenda attached to controlling the situation um and i won't lie to you like there's been a con there's been a few conflicts in the past like two weeks um where i've literally been like well i'm right like, I didn't say that, like, out loud, but, like, I've been thinking, like, well, I'm literally right. <laughs> like, literally, I'm, I'm right about the situation, and they're wrong, and they're doing it wrong, and that's pissing me off. And now, I want to force my agenda upon the situation, right, uh, in order to get it right, which again is also kind of a, a fixed sign T-square kind of thing. And these past two weeks have kind of forced me to take a step back and, and think, um, you know, am I missing something? Like in my own story about what is the right way forward, um, am I missing something uh, about the other person's perspective? Um, you know, am I missing something, a part of the story that maybe I can't see because I'm not in the other person's shoes? And again, I guys, please don't, don't um, interpret this as like me like preaching like how much we should be putting ourselves in other people's shoes. Like that is not it. Um, it's more like bringing awareness to the fact that this T-square energy makes it harder, I think, to to empathize <laughs> with other people. And I'm even thinking about Mars and Leo, 
um, you know, we tend to think about like Leo, you know, in its in its greatest shadow side, it's like all about me kind of energy, right? That's not me talking smack about any Leos. I actually know um, a handful of Leos that are like beautifully compassionate healers um, and um, that I really respect, right? Um, but I'm just talking about like fundamentally, like what does the shadow of Leo present? It presents a sort of self-focused um, sort of um, way of seeing things. And just like the opposite sign of Leo is Aquarius, the shadow there is, oh, I'm too focused on the group and I've lost myself. I've lost my own agenda, which is also not great, right? Um, so we might actually be having some tension there between that, that Leo and that Aquarius shadow side. Um, and... Uh, Laura, you said, my problem is that I can't just think I'm right. I have to say it. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, sometimes I say it too. You know, I'm not above it. Um, and uh, hey, Lisa, you said, deeply transformative energies, perfect for establishing boundaries and learning to handle conflict in a healthier way. Totally, totally. Um, uh, I, I agree. Like, that is the highest expression of this T-square, um, like facing conflict where we are afraid to enter it, right? And sometimes I notice too, like about my own self, like, oh, I'm very, I'm afraid of conflict in the sense that, um, for me, I'm afraid of someone reacting towards me. Like, I'm afraid that I'm going to bring up a need or a want or a resentment or I'm going to bring up a, a noticing and I'm afraid that that isn't going to hit the other person right. And that other person is then going to either get reactive or yell at me or get angry at me or punish me in some way because I brought up this conflict. If that tells you anything about my <laughs> my my childhood trauma, right? Um, but you know, like I think we all have maybe some iteration of that. I think most of us are kind of afraid of um, you know making someone mad at us, quote unquote. And this kind of transit could be an opportunity to face the fear of 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 voicing a concern or voicing. Um, a boundary, like you said, Lisa, um, voicing um, like how you're feeling. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, sometimes letting other people get a little heated and, and, and kind of accepting that sometimes that may happen because Inherently, voicing our needs triggers everybody in a sick way. <laughs> you know, like voicing a need, um, you know, triggers our inner child whose needs may have not been met. And it also triggers the person on the receiving end because sometimes 
I think voicing a need in some sort of ego way translates to like I'm not good enough or I'm not doing this right or I'm not going to receive love from that person anymore. So now I'm mad and I'm angry. I'm going to leave. I'm going to abandon. I'm going to react, you know? Um, so there, there's a lot of shadow here with, with conflict. And it, it presents us with the opportunity to maybe enter that conflict. Maybe there will be some uncomfortable energy. Um, but also it makes us question, how do I give myself and the other party space to process through some of that irritation that aggravation how can we process through this in a healthy way um how can we come back and repair that might actually be a really good um <laughs> a good thing about this t-square like even if something did blow up um in about a week venus will enter leo and and sort of join in and I think Venus might help us repair it in some way uh, from the sort of blow-ups <laughs> that may have happened during the past two weeks, right? Um, and um, yeah, and Sam, you said it takes many years not to say it. I'm right and you're wrong, but I am always thinking it. <laughs> right, right. And um, I feel like that's like specifically cancer capricorn placements like are always like because we love control i think um you know that's part of our karmic lesson is is like control and i think it's related to like being right and yeah it's it's so true lauren you said i literally went through this the other day and ended up asking myself so what if i'm right and that opened the door for relational repair yeah 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 totally to i like that yeah like this sort of idea yeah what if i am right yeah what if i'm right and what if this person is wrong uh, and then what it is kind of like improv you know it's like when you're like and yes and <laughs> like is that where the story ends is the story gonna end with i'm right they're wrong we're not gonna agree we're going to walk away with our smoke blowing out of steam coming out of our ears and like never talk to each other again or are we going to attempt repair or, or are we going to attempt to um, like set aside our um, I'm rightness, you know, and, and see what we can do in the name of repair. Um, and... Laura, you said, I heard on an astrology podcast that 12th house natal placements can indicate not being heard in childhood. So that could lead to my need to be heard now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Because, um, yeah, because 12th house placements are like sort of um, what what was um, what is hidden or, or sometimes repressed or maybe even an energy that our parents didn't necessarily know how to exude and thus we were never completely taught how to tap into that energy right so um you know that could that could definitely be a, a 12th house thing um yeah yeah so so we kind of are tapping into this but on the on the other hand my friends i don't think this transit is just about repairing conflict I also think there's something here 
um, that's a little bit like um, Hercules, <laughs> which is very Mars and uh, Leo. And it's funny, I just, I just was watching Hercules uh, last night on uh, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and it is it's it's funny it's you miss so much of uh the humor in uh disney movies when you're young but then when you watch it as an adult like it's actually it's funny and um i forgot the whole story behind hercules and like the story is zeus and hera have this baby right and he gets stolen by hades and Hades the little minions feed Hercules this like bottle that has this like magic elixir that makes him mortal right so like they're sort of taking the sort of godliness from him and making him mortal so that Hades can eventually destroy him and the world right and um Hercules um somehow the minions are feeding Hercules the bottle and the bottle slips and there's just one drop of the liquid left. So Hercules didn't drink the last drop of the sort of mortal potion. So he still has a little, a little, you know, spark of God within him. And, you know, that's why he's so strong, right? And I just thought that was like, so not only Mars and Leo, um, but it, it reminds me of the fool journey, the fool's journey. And we're in a new um, tarot, uh, tarot semester now. And uh, so we've been, me and my tarot class have been talking about the fool's journey a little bit. And part of what we were, we were talking about with the fool is like, when the fool comes down to earth, he forgets. You know, he forgets what he's agreed upon. He forgets all of, like, the things that his soul knows he's going to learn via coming to Earth. Um, yeah, like, the, the fool forgets, right? And uh, similar to Hercules, though, um, he, the fool still has that spark of divinity within him right and and he he remembers like no matter what he has this like little sprinkle of god which if we want to translate that into our human life um you know every single human i think does have like that drop of un undrunken mortal elixir right like every single human has some kind of divine talent or divine power and uh and yeah and that's that's translated to what are we talented at what are we good at and and that is sort of our our spark of divinity right um and also what are we good at and how can it be of service to others right so i think there's something about mars and leo a, a transit like this especially entering into the t square mix it's like it's reminding us like, hey, you, you have this talent or like, hey, you have this spark of God, this spark of divinity. And, and how are you using it? Or like, how are you applying it? Um, and, and that could be something like your power of compassion, right? 
your power of patience. <laughs> uh, there's something about your talent I think right now that is important to bring to the conflict in a weird way uh, because like maybe your talent when it comes to intuition or um, helping people tune into their inner selves or your own talent with connecting to the beyond maybe that's applicable in this tension-filled situation. Maybe your talent for knitting <laughs> is applicable to this tension-filled situation because it helps you regulate through this moment, right? Like it could be anything. Um, and I think focusing a little bit more on our quote-unquote secret talents or not-so-secret talents, like what are they? Um, how could they be used in this moment? How could they potentially be underutilized in my life and how can I bring them more towards the forefront of my daily practices uh, that's something that I think yeah is is pertinent at this moment right and uh, Laura oh, I already read what you said there um, Noelle you said Hercules is it is an incredible Disney film. It is. It's it's funny. It's like a funny one. And um yeah, and I think in ultimately Hercules wins the the whole thing and it's because of I think the power of connecting to his morality just as much as it is the power of um his godliness at the same time. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think Mars and Leo is such an interesting transit. And I have uh, Mars and Leo uh, in retrograde in my uh, natal chart. And uh, what's funny is it, Mars and Leo stationed um, direct in my progress chart um when I was about 24 and uh that was literally like pretty much exactly the time where I found myself at a um a sh my first astrology lecture ever I drove like 45 minutes away from my parents house to um a theosophical society that's in the Chicago suburbs and I attended uh yeah a, an astrology lecture and I was uh, about 40 years younger than everybody in the room like everybody everybody was um uh yeah uh, a lot older than me um the guy who gave the lecture was actually talking about secondary progressed planets which again was another piece of irony about the situation because in the in the um in the lecture was where i um figured out that my mars was going to station direct by progression soon and yeah and the, the lecturer ended up being my astrology teacher my very first astrology teacher for about a year um so you know that that karma that i have with mars and leo specifically like being retrograde in my chart it, it's been a lot about 
letting myself pursue the talent or the the interest or the thing that makes me unique and and not downplaying those things and and giving yourself permission to attend the class that lights you up or or giving yourself permission to pursue the things that really feel right um and the other the other manifestation <laughs> for me for mars and leo uh stationing direct is uh in the past uh yeah like uh, since since what am i i'm 28 now so stationed direct when i was 24 so in the past four years i have been more um athletic athletically inclined than I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> um, so Mars stationing direct has made me like really fall in love with um, getting stronger, um, uh, movement, walking, hiking. Um, now I'm into rock climbing. I've been getting into bouldering in the last six months or so, getting stronger, um, riding bikes like and I was really not an athletic kid at all before before Mars started stationing direct in my progress so if that helps anybody Mars and Leo you know can be a really good moment I think to connect to the physical movement that that does help regulate you quite honestly right and uh Emmy you said I like this uh, thinking plow power plus Pluto. What's going on in my Aquarius house and how I can channel that power rather than thinking of Pluto as only destructive. Yeah, totally. Uh, Pluto is, um, yeah, you know, Pluto's a, a difficult planet, but also a, um, a very transformative energy. And Pluto doesn't inherently bring destruction i think pluto brings psychological um psychological reorganization <laughs> which then may bring about <laughs> material world shift shifting uh so yeah yeah that's that's something i i feel about pluto in a lot of ways Let's uh, look at uh, just like a really quick before we uh, we get into the individual card polls. I just want to do a, a simple past, present, future. Um, past, present, future. Um, uh, past, present, future uh, poll. All right. Past. Three of wands. Um, present, emperor, future, <laughs> tower in reverse, the devil. <laughs> yeah, psychological restructuring, psychological reorganization, right? Um, you know, uh, yeah, truly, truly, this, this feels very, this, this, this story feels very Hercules and the three fates, right? Um, what I can say about the past and the present is, um, you know, we've definitely began the journey. 
Like, even if you feel like whatever new journey you've been taking the past, you know, maybe even since the turn of the new year, you know, sometimes it might have felt like it was off to a slow start or, you know, might not feel like you're making much progress, but like from, from spirit side looking in, you're making a lot of progress. Maybe your ego doesn't think that, but, but you're very much on your way and and you have left, right? Because that's sometimes the thing of the three of three of wands. It's like, well, the door is open, but have you left? <laughs> like, have you, the, the door is open, but have you began the journey, walked through the portal? And the fact that the emperor is here, yeah, like we're here. We're taking up space in some kind of new frequency, which also is completely indicated by the planets in this past six months. I mean, Saturn moved signs, Jupiter moved signs, Pluto moved signs. You know, three out of the um, four outer planets have shifted signs, right? So how could we not be shifting into a new frequency, right? But uh, again, you know, as we're sitting in this like new journey and owning this new journey with the emperor, um, you know, the future, why does the future contain the devil and the tower? And is this inherently bad or scary? No. Um, what, what it reads as is um, we're getting better at like almost calling our own selves out on our own BS. <laughs> like devil plus tower in reverse feels to me like I I recognize my shadow side faster. I recognize when I'm spewing a narrative that is not true. I'm recognizing more often when my sort of ego shadow narrative has taken over my day or my week and that's actually part of healing like you know we don't we think we don't want to pull the devil card but I think we actually do like our souls want to work with the devil because working with the devil card means that um, we're on a path of self-awareness, right? And if we ignore the devil card, then we're, we're ignoring a piece of self-awareness that, that wants to be brought to our lives, right? Um, so this is, this is interesting because it feels to me like we're, we're finally at this point in the journey where we're like, we're not letting ourselves turn around. <laughs> we're not letting ourselves buy into our own BS, um, and, and also keep in mind that, uh, the emperor does not panic if the journey is going slower than planned, right? Because the highest frequency of the emperor has the community, um, at the forefront of their mind, right? And, um, the well-being of both themselves and the community at the forefront of their mind. Um, they don't want to create reactionary karma by going too fast, by forcing, by pushing. Um, and that is, that's actually true power and true self-control <laughs> and true self-awareness. <laughs> like sort of, um, 
uh, uh, bringing awareness to to when we are pushing things. Maybe because we're insecure that if we don't push it now, it won't work out. You know, if we don't force this to happen, it's too late. You know, the train's going to leave. The, the bus is leaving. If we don't do it now. Um, but there's a great amount of patience that we could tap into right now with this fixed T-square. <laughs> it would be wise to choose patience right now. Um, and uh, one more thing, uh, that's the wisdom of the fixed signs. You know, the fixed signs are not meant to rush things. The talent of the fixed signs is to uh, carry forward a project, quote unquote, slowly, but, but effectively. And, and I think effectiveness and slowness are the, are the path versus, um, sort of reactive spontaneity. <laughs> okay. Um, so I hope that helps you guys understand a little bit of this T-square energy that we've been going through um, in the past uh, couple couple weeks. And do slow and steady wins the race. Exactly, Lisa. And uh, by about next week, we'll talk about Venus moving into Leo and what that will bring into the equation. Initially, I think Venus moving into this will be a mitigating factor. Uh, however, uh, Venus will be in Leo uh, until, I want to say, October. Let's check. Let's just check really quick. Well, I mean, we'll talk more next week about this. But once Venus moves into Leo, we're starting the sort of Venus and Leo direct retrograde direct journey and that's gonna be a long journey uh let's see venus will be in leo until yeah october 8th so from uh basically beginning of june june july august september october we have we have about five months <laughs> with venus and leo and we've got about five months of ups and downs with what Venus and Leo is going to add to this um, T-square. All right. Uh, so we'll talk. We'll talk more. Uh, but I just want to offer um, some good energy, uh, just some a general prayer to the community as you guys are typing in your sort of questions or if you need a prayer request or a card pulled, I'd be happy to assist you. And while we wait, just want to send you guys some good vibes. I'm in full agreement that um, all of you will navigate these conflicts or these moments of tension in a evolved way. Um, I'm in full agreement that um, this these moments of tension can reflect some kind of self growth back to you. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm in full uh, agreement of uh, peace and calm returning and nervous system regulation returning <laughs> in some way, okay? Um, let's see here. 
Laura, you said, I love a card for staying calm at work in general, but especially when I'm feeling taken advantage of. Yeah. Let's see here. Knight of Pentacles. Um, so the one thing I think you can let go of, Laura, is this idea that like, um, you need to do something more quickly or faster. And that may be where maybe some resentment is brewing because if you have all these tasks on your plate and you're like, oh my God, I have to rush through all of this and everybody's watching me and everybody's like trying to like get me to go faster. Um, like, is that really true? Uh, is if it is somewhat true, can you can you voice the need to maybe take a little bit more time with certain things for the name in the name of learning the new process? Because I know this is a new job for you. Um, but in general, can you just take your power back in these situations and go at your own pace? And uh, maybe maybe the mantra is like I'm rushed by no one but myself. <laughs> And uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, in a in a weird way, there's been some, um, uh, some of you know, I have, a, I have a, one of my part-time jobs is uh, Whole Foods, which hopefully we're, uh, we're uh, leaving that <laughs> soon. But um, at Whole Foods, I was um, helping train a, a new person at the register. And if you didn't know, um, cashiers at grocery stores, we have to type in a lot of codes for produce. And um, so when you buy like lettuce, tomatoes, um, oranges, whatever, there's usually like a, a four or five digit code on the sticker on the produce thing. And we have to type that in. And if, you're, um, if your cashier is ringing a bunch of those things up really fast, it's because we have those numbers memorized over time. It just like gets stuck in your head. Like, like, uh, like bananas are four, two, three, seven, you know, or like sweet potatoes are like nine, three, four, nine, thirty, four, forty eight. Like, you know, like you just have like, uh, uh, over time you just, um, uh, collect so many numbers associated with the produce. Okay. Long story short, um, I was telling this person that I was like helping train. I was like, don't rush, like take your time because at first you don't know the codes and you're looking up the codes in this little book and it's really easy to feel panicked to like, oh my God, like the person I'm checking out, like, oh, like they're, they probably think I'm going so slow. They might, but who gives a fuck? Like I <laughs> even, I even say too, like the Whole Foods I live in or I go to, uh, or I work at is in like a very privileged neighborhood in the Chicago area um and I'm like these people don't have any what anything to do they're literally they're going back to their Tesla in the parking lot and they're gonna go and I, I don't know like these people literally have like private chefs and pay uh millions of dollars in taxes a year to live in this area so like just don't most of these people don't actually have that many important things to do um you know, except to go do their, like, whatever tech jobs or whatever. So anyways, um, that's what I'm saying. This is, this is my advice to you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, 
no one's rushing you but you, I think, in this moment. And, and consider how you can express the timing of your own journey, your own learning journey. How can you get more aligned with patience with that? Um, Honey Jelly, you said, can I have a card for this coming week, please? And thank you. Okay, Knight of Wands. Okay, I think you're um, making some good moves forward this week, Honey Jelly, especially when it comes to your own agenda. Um, maybe uh, breaking beyond what other people want you to do and focusing in on what is right for you and your own creative process. Uh, perhaps there is a risk or something kind of ballsy that you might be doing this week in order to make a change. Um, I would just be mindful of uh, what we discussed previously in the sort of T-square energy. Um, you know, the shadow side of this is like, I'm right and I'm going to plow down everybody else in the process, right? So so careful not to, to veer too much into that that frequency but i think it would maybe be good in a, in a weird way to detach yourself from what everybody wants to do wants you to do and and really do what you you would like to do for yourself um morgan you said may i have a card pulled for my upcoming childbirth and an oracle card yeah morgan absolutely um nine of wands this makes me think like um oh and i'm gonna i'll pull you a, a uh let's see a sacred symbols here it is um this makes me think like with the nine of wands showing up um it makes me think like there's a little bit of overwhelm uh, or maybe a lot of overwhelm right with uh with you know a new kid coming into your your life um I'm sure that is extremely overwhelming beyond my capacity to understand because I don't have um, children, uh, you know, and I think this is something too where it's almost like a mental thing where um, it's not to say the situation isn't overwhelming and exhausting in itself, but I think I'm getting there's a sort of a rumination kind of vibe behind this uh, Nine of Wands, which is like careful how much you ruminate in the overwhelm and where can you shift into the moments where you can recognize like, ooh, like I do have this under control or like I do have this help coming in from this person or that person or I do have this support coming in. Um, and that's not me love and lighting the very stressful situation that is probably bringing a kid into this world right but you kind of get what i'm saying here like um and, and in general take it easy you know take it easy that's something with the nine of wands too don't overdo it physically or mentally um the oracle the oracle card you got morgan was trust um, so that makes me feel like it is, it is safe and even advised to really trust in your guides, your ancestors, your helping spirits, your angels right now, call all of those, um, spirits in to guide you through this moment and, and trust that they are, uh, undoubtedly by your side. Okay. Pam, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. Yeah. 
Pam, five of cups. Um, so this makes me think like um, there's some kind of uh, disappointment that you are sort of turning around this week. Like, you know, uh, the five of cups sometimes comes up when we decide like, all right, I'm done moping about that. Or like, all right, I'm done feeling disappointed or or sad about that like and it's not to say we shouldn't honor our feelings right and just tell it tell ourselves oh get over it stop stop you know crying or whatever pull yourself up by the bootstraps I, I don't think it's necessarily that but there's something here with the the five of cups where it's like you're graduating from that feeling of disappointment and maybe into the feeling of, oh, there's some new possibilities coming in now, or there could be new possibilities, which are the two cups sort of standing behind the five of cups dude, right? So graduate graduate this week into new possibilities, Pam. Um, Katie, you said I would love a card for my two-week vacation. I just started finally getting to write after years of thinking and talking about it yeah totally um ten of wands ten of wands is like a ton of creative energy i think when it comes to creative projects you may find that like so much creative energy has built up over time that like it's a little bit hard to organize in the next two weeks so you may just be finding yourself like writing what you want to write and sort of organizing it later um you may also find that your projects project slash projects are bigger than you had originally imagined or maybe you're honoring the greatness of these uh, projects but and maybe even wondering like how am I going to hold these things you know after these two weeks are over um but I I think these two weeks are really for um relishing in your creative process and um, I think the pieces of how it's all going to come together will will sort of find you naturally, okay? So don't really worry about how it's all going to come together just yet. Jeanette, you said, I'd love a card for what would be the best way to deal with a romantic confrontation I have to do today. Okay. Seven of Cups. Um, yeah, just, just remember that, like, you're, like, in this moment, like, I don't think you're necessarily meant to, um, commit to any one romantic energy, and the beauty of being in the Seven of Cups is having so many possibilities, uh, so many different routes available to you in this moment, and no one can really fault you for that. Like, if you want to keep your energy flowing and also fundamentally, like, be in a relationship with your own self right now, um, you know, it just clearly is not the time for you to necessarily commit or be tied down to anyone in particular unless they're, like, extremely special. And because I know you, Jeanette, and I know you're Pisces rising, like, you would know. You would know if this person was, like, worth the 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 energy of commitment and it just feels like right now it's okay to own that you are a flowing nature fairy who needs to be able to bop around and and do whatever they want in this moment and not be tied down and i think freedom 
is fundamentally what's coming through with the seven of cups um annie you said could i please have a tarot card totally um and you're spot on always thanks mal oh thanks annie uh queen of swords how can you apply self-discipline this week in order to also have time for the things that are most important um so this like kind of reminds me of like the age-old battle of us highly sensitive people with ADHD <laughs> you know the age-old battle of like oh uh, like if only I just got my homework done I'd have time to do the things that are important to me but because I didn't get my homework done now I'm making myself miserable because I can't focus on it and blah 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 right and it's not believe me as a fellow neuro spicy person it's not as easy as just like sitting down and focusing and getting it done um but if you can kind of get a few things um going um and and apply some discipline to yourself this week especially at the beginning of the week maybe it's only monday tuesday um i think wednesday through the weekend will really help you free up some time to do the things that you do love and and also care for the people that really need your your nurturing right now okay so i'm in full agreement annie that um you're able to find your focus at the beginning of the week and uh that you're able to uh have that feeling of freedom more towards the end of the week okay um, Ellis, you said, what is the Pluto transit trying to tell me? Eight of swords. Um, yeah, I mean, Pluto and Aquarius is about group transformation, right? So if we're like in our own little corner, uh, kind of doing an eight of swords thing, which is sometimes like enveloping ourselves in our own prison, um, of our own mind, right? We might be isolating away from the group or um just f having that narrative of like i need to get it all done myself or i need to figure this out on my own um you know pluto and aquarius might sort of uh, be assisting you in coming in maybe healing some of that sort of what do we call it? Like toxic individualism, right? I, I say that with a grain of salt, but it, yeah, like maybe Pluto and Aquarius is helping you realize like, whoa, like maybe it's okay to need people. You know, maybe it's okay to, to, um, to need the group, need my chosen family. Um, I, I need my friends. Um, it's okay to want a partner or partners, um, yeah, less, less isolation, I think is, is the way Ellis with eight of swords coming out. Sam, you said, I have been missing which church and it's so good to be back together. I would love a card as summer starts for my household. We are very happy to have a little less structure and more sleep. Yes, I love it. Let's do card for the summer for Sam and her kids. Yeah, the emperor. I say, like, if you and your kids want to do it, do it. Like, if you and your kids are excited about doing something, um, 
do it. Like, go to the place. Visit the city. Um, you guys don't want to live where you're living right now? <laughs> you know, start manifesting the move. Like, there's, there's, there's like a lot of like claiming of what you want to do and putting that first and maybe releasing guilt from that because um it's it's a summer of really creating your own joy and like taking the wheel in a way that you haven't before um so i'm excited i just i just feel like there's a lot of newness coming in and and the emperor is four in the tarot so the think of the um the number four specifically is sticking out to me in a in a numer numerology significance a numerological significance right now in the sense that the number four is about our foundations the foundations that we're creating um and and also how those foundations can launch us into new territory okay um Alexandra, hey Mal, can I please get a card for the week? I have been feeling like I'm running out of gas. Yeah. Nine of Pentacles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, I find the Nine of Pentacles comes out when we're like, uh, what 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 have we been doing for ourselves lately? Um, this week, can you focus on you as much as possible? Um, can you, uh, give up one of your responsibilities that you usually take on for your household and ask someone else to, uh, potentially cover that responsibility? Um, can you, uh, let your family or like some people at work know that you need a little bit more time on your lunch break? Like, can you reconnect with things that make you feel good uh, because the nine of pentacles is like the self-care self-nurturing self-worth card and oftentimes it does pop out when we have been putting ourselves last uh because yeah is it does this lady look like she puts herself last no no she's she's not she's definitely not <laughs> um yeah uh cool Jeanette, you said, I do need to be free to imagine a better life. Thank you, Mal. Totally. Freedom. Freedom is the name of the game for you, my Jupiterian. <laughs> Annie, um, you said, thanks so much, Mal. Um, thanks for your wisdom and support. Aww. Um, and, oh, Sam, you're taking a numerology course right now. Oh, that's so funny that the, the four really came through. Yeah, so... Um, I'm excited. I wonder what, what year, what number year are you in? Do you know? Um, I happen to be in a one year and it's so funny because I had a, um, session with, uh, Rebecca Sholnick at the beginning of 2023 about my numerology of this year. Um, and Rebecca has been on my podcast before, so I actually have an episode, with Rebecca from maybe like a year ago about the power of numerology. So if you want to listen to that, um, it's an oldie, but a goodie. And, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It blew my mind, like tuning into the different years, like the fact that last year was a nine year 
and nines are like endings and this year's a one year for me. So yeah, it, it's a cool thing to tune into. My friends, I so appreciate you. Um, loved our little talk today. We'll be back next week. Um, I might have to do Witch Church at an off time next week, though. Thank you for bearing with me as my Jupiter in <laughs> Taurus transit literally takes over my life. Um, and uh, I might do it a little bit early. So apologies for those of you who are on the West Coast because I know which church is already early for you. So even earlier is kind of hard to make. Uh, but but we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Um, and uh, I will see you next week, though. Uh, and um, sending sending care and sending Mars in Leo magic. <laughs>